Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is episode 477. Today, we hear from Zig Ziglar, and let me tell you something. He is teaching on a topic that we come to time and time again that I absolutely believe is more important than just about any topic we cover in formal education. It should be a foundational topic before any other topic. What is it? It's personal relationship skills. And folks, there's nothing better you can do to better your life on all fronts than learn how to better connect with people and gain their trust and interest. Nothing. And if you don't know how to do that well, you are so handicapping all your other efforts in the worst way possible. So get ready to up your game. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Today's show is brought to you in part by Be Frugal. If you're an online shopper, you have to try Be Frugal. They let you earn cash back from over 5,000 stores, including Amazon, Walmart, Target, Macy's, and more. Simply find the online store you want to shop, click the link on BeFrugal.com to activate cash back and complete your purchase. You can earn up to 40% cash back on your purchase. Plus, if you have any questions, BeFrugal's team of U.S.-based specialists are there to help. You're already shopping online. Why not get paid for it? So visit BeFrugal.com slash Ziggler and get a $10 bonus when you join for free. Well, folks, we're going to hear a serious message from Zig today, and it's about sales. If you're new to Ziggler, then let me fill you in. We believe everyone is in sales. Actually, it's, it's more than a belief. I think it's a fact. So today's message is highly relevant for all of us. If you have relationship with anyone on planet earth, you need to know how to influence and care for them. Well, that's called sales in essence. So whether you're actually involved in literal sales in your profession, or you're just a human, you are in sales. We're going to listen to Zig. Then I'll help you break down a few high points to help you apply the principles to your life. Now, and folks, if you've gotten value from Zig Ziglar and from this show, will you please help us and leave a rating and review in iTunes? I was just reading a new one. It gives us such encouragement that we're doing a good job, but even more so, it's one of the main things that helps other people find us. It ups our rankings significantly. So if you'll, uh, and you can, if you do that, let us know, email us at ask at just to tell us you left a review because we can't respond to you on the reviews. Uh, we'd love to thank you personally. And on that note, it's nearly impossible to listen to a show like this one without having some thoughts, ideas, questions, or concerns. I guarantee you any one that you have any question or thought others are having to send us those thoughts and questions for our upcoming Q and a shows go to ask.zigshow.com. That's URL ask.zigshow.com. You can submit your question there via writing or even leave a voice message or email us again at ask at zigshow.com.
All right, friends, here then I bring you Mr. Zig Ziglar. Then we'll break down some of the high points so you can take action on them. And remember when he is referring to the sales profession, that's you, or the professional, that's you. When he's referring to the prospect, that's anyone you want to be valuable to, whether it's your spouse, your child, your friend, your coworker, your boss, your employee, anyone. When Zig refers to your product or service, you might replace it with your idea, your message, your desire, your perspective. I'll tell you this. I have a large family and my ability to teach and train and guide my kids to positive, good things depends on exactly the principles of personal relationship skills that Zig goes over in today's message. I have a new business initiative that's taking a load of uh, sales to even get traction with the idea Sales is personal relationship skills that we all desperately need. All right, then. Here we go. Questions are the answer, beginning with need analysis. Question, what is the best way to begin the sales presentation? Answer, with questions. What is the purpose of beginning with questions? Questions allow us to gather important information, which enables us to help our clients and, just as importantly, maybe more importantly, when we ask questions in a professional manner, we establish the most important aspect of the sales process, trust. The sales profession of the 90s must clearly understand that the sales prospect of the 90s is not only better informed, but is more cynical than any consumer in history. There has been so much marketing emphasis through the media, radio, TV, and print that today's consumer is very sophisticated. Questions are important, but a series of obvious questions designed to lead the prospect through the hoops and manipulate them to the point of reaching into their pockets to dig out their hard-earned dollars for you or me is not unlike a root canal without Novocaine. The prospect will not tolerate it. As professionals, we need to motivate the prospect to share their needs, wants, problems, and interest with us so we can motivate them to use our services to solve their problem. This brings us to an ethical question, and ethics is the foundation upon which we must build our career. What is the difference between motivation and manipulation? Unfortunately, these terms are often confused, but to compare motivation to manipulation is like comparing kindness to deceit. The difference lies in the intent of the person. Motivation will cause people to act out of free choice and desire, while manipulation often results in forced compliance. One is ethical and long-lasting, and the other is unethical and temporary. So, how do you ask the kind of questions that allow you to do a proper need analysis to begin your sales presentation? Well, there are three basic types of questions that allow us to discover the needs and wants of our clients and potential customers. And all questions, be they emotional or logical, fall into one of these three categories. The first is the open-door questions. Open-door questions allow the person being questioned to go wherever they like with their response. After all, your purpose is not to close in the prospect. You want them to move freely in the areas of their choosing. With the open-door question, the wants, needs, desires, ideas, and opinions of the prospect are the focal points. You have imposed nothing and shown a sincere interest in your client. Open-door questions are identified as the who, what, where, when, how, and why questions. They may also begin with the phrases, 
What do you think about? Or how do you feel about? One of the major errors we make in asking open-door questions is to supply the answers. You're not giving a multiple-choice test. When you ask open-door questions, there will often be a moment of silence. While this can be terribly uncomfortable, a pause is often necessary for the person to form an insightful and intelligent response to your questions. Please avoid offering answers to the question based on your discomfort or the desire to show your insights into the situation. Salespeople are traditionally poor in this area. However, you will find there is a direct correlation between your commission check, dollar volume results, and your ability to ask open-door questions and then listen to the answer. The second kind of question is the closed-door question. If an open-door question is designed to allow the prospect to move freely wherever their thoughts take them, then the closed-door question is designed to keep them in a certain area for clarification or embellishment. We begin closed-door questions with phrases like, Would you tell me more about? Or, That's fascinating. What do you mean by? The third type of question is the yes or no question. This question demands a direct response. However, we will only use this question when we already know the answer. The danger of this kind of question is that if it is overused, it may be perceived as patronizing. Yes or no questions allow you to test the waters and check on your progress in the sales process. Some trainers call these questions trial closes because they can tell you if you are getting buy-in from the prospect based on the response. Now let's combine emotion and logic. Let's presume you have a product or service that saves your prospect money. At the end of your demonstration or presentation, when you have conclusively shown that your product or service does indeed save the prospect money, you should ask three questions. Can you see where our product would save you money? Are you interested in saving money? If you're ever going to start saving money, when do you think would be the best time to start? In the sales world, outstanding sales professionals are word merchants and picture painters. For example, Greg Watt of London, Ontario, Canada sells financial planning. He uses a simple analogy which he labels the walk to Toronto close. The idea is built around three questions that use words that paint very special pictures for Greg's prospects. His objective is to help people see clearly that it is not futile to attempt a small savings program because small amounts saved regularly have a multiplying factor that turns $100 per month into a significant sum of money over a period of time. Greg paints the picture clearly with these three questions. Mr. Prospect, if I offered you $100 to walk to Toronto, would you? Now, please understand that Greg lives 120 miles from Toronto, so he doesn't get the affirmative response very often. Second question, if there were a million dollars waiting for you when you arrived, you'd start walking right now, wouldn't you? Third, if I could show you how to arrive at the million-dollar city by saving $100 per month, you'd want to take the first step today, wouldn't you? The answer, more often than not, is yes. One of the strongest emotions any of us face is fear. And as I have already stated, the fear of loss is greater than the desire for gain. 
Obviously, you're trying to help the prospect by taking away their fear of losing money. You didn't create the fear. You're helping to eliminate it. Your first question, can you see where our product would save you money, begins the fear elimination process. You are now speaking to your prospect on an emotional level. The second question may seem quite obvious, but it must be asked. This simple and direct question, are you interested in saving money, brings the prospect from the world of emotion into the world of logic. Of course I'm interested in saving money. Why, any person in their right mind is interested in saving money would be the mental response even if they simply reply, yes. Now, by the prospect's own admission, your product saves them money, and they are adamant in their desire to save money. Question three, if you were ever going to start saving money, when do you feel would be the best time to start calls for immediate action? It also reminds them emotionally that failure to take action might result in further losses of money. If, and that is a big if, you have made your presentation in such a way that you can expect an affirmative answer to question one, then the process will work for you. The principle works in many other areas as well. The conversational interrogation or conducting the comfortable interview. So I have four points that stood out from Zig's message that I want to help you really grasp onto uh, coming up in just a moment after I thank Princess Cruise Lines for supporting this show. If you could take a vacation to anywhere in the world, where would you go? Uh, I love and call the high mountains my home. So our getaways are usually white beaches with blue water and hot sun. Well, chances are whether you want to trek through one of the world's last temperate rainforest in Tasmania or bike along the winding canals of Copenhagen, Princess Cruise Lines can turn your dream into a reality. Princess Cruise Lines was voted as having the best itineraries. They sailed over 360 destinations worldwide. So no matter where you want to go, Princess Cruises can take you there. And there's never been a better time to plan a vacation with Princess Cruises than during their most popular sale of the year, Sip and Sail. Book a balcony or above and get the best all-inclusive beverage package at sea for free. Enjoy everything from cocktails, wine, Beer, sodas, a specialty coffee, smoothies as you explore world-famous destinations. Just visit princess.com slash Ziggler for details. Again, that's princess.com slash Ziggler. Also, Captera. You are, I'm sure, good at what you do, but if you've ever found yourself knee-deep in spreadsheets with more emails than you can count, you could be doing much better. It's time to power up your productivity with the right business software, but the search for software can be long and painful, and where do you even start? So that's why we're telling you about Captera.com. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A. -R -R it's an easy-to-use software comparison site with over 400 categories of business software free to choose from. Whether you need help with website building, customer service, or project management, Captera.com is the place to go. They have thousands of ratings and reviews from actual software users just like you and me. And using Captera, which I have done, is absolutely free. There's no obligations. You don't need to register. You won't get annoying follow-up emails or phone calls. You won't spend weeks or months searching the internet because all the information you need is in one place and you won't waste time and money on software that's not right for your business. So don't wait. Visit capterra.com slash Ziggler today and join the millions of people who use Captera 
every month, like me. That's Captera again, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A.com slash Ziggler to find the software that will save your business time every day. All right, friends. So we have a large percentage of our audience here at the Ziggler show who are involved directly in sales as a literal role in their work. Some are in sales as a profession, but many who have a small business, an idea, a product or a service, many who are independent contractors, coaches, consultants, and many more who want to do something entrepreneurial for you. You can take Zig's message that we just heard with a hundred percent direct application, but again, we can all take a hundred percent direct application by just being humans in contact with other humans. And right now you in the Ziegler audience, the only reason you are here is because you are pursuing inspiration, uh, to towards success, inspiring your true performance. That's our tagline in your lives. That comes from your desire to influence people, to lead them to something better, to offer them something good. So if you want to be trusted by others and be of value to others and be influential to others, Zig is giving us this foundation. So four quick points. Uh, number one, so he says questions are the answers and start with a needs analysis, which you only obtain by asking questions. You ask so you can understand someone's needs. And here's the kicker. So you can gain the most valuable thing in any relationship, trust. So let's look at that right there. Have you ever dwelled on that aspect much that your number one benefit in any relationship is to gain the other person's trust without that, not much value is happening. I mean, if you don't have people's trust, the, the question to ask ourselves is what, what do you have? Do you just have authority over them? Are you just, did you have their tolerance or is it just blah, man, just uh, nothing mediocre vanilla? Maybe you're entertaining, but do you have their trust? If you make having someone's trust, every interaction that you're looking in someone's eyes and realizing, look, the most beneficial thing I, I can have for myself and for this person is to do something to act in a way that gains their trust. Again, not just for your own benefit. I want their trust so that I can have X, but if you have their trust, you're valuable to them. They feel that you're interested, that you care about them. That's a service to them. Even if you do not want a thing for yourself. But generally, if we're looking eye to eye with somebody, there is something that we want. We want to impart something to them and we may have something that we want to sell to them, a great product, a great service, a great idea for my kids. It may be a great counsel for their lives. So if we make that the focus of our relationships to do uh, nothing, but find more of everything good in life, we want to gain people's trust to make that our primary focus. So as a primary open door to any relationship is being interested in others. And again, as Zig says, we start by asking questions. It's interesting. If you think about the people in your life, you'll, you'll run across few who ask questions. Why? Because all of us as humans, our main desire is to talk, to be heard, to hope to impress or to be important. So back to what I said, if you want to be liked, trusted, valuable, influential, attractive. Let's look at a quick list of things that you should do to lead into what Zig's telling us. Let's use the analogy of a date or a job interview. Okay. So one, your first thought would be, well, let's, let's be clean, right? Take a shower. Don't smell bad. Okay. That's, that's elementary. Number two, yeah, fix your hair. Look nice. 
Number three, dress appropriately to fit the environment and the person you're going to be with and, or, or place you're going to be with in an appropriate way. A mechanic wouldn't wear a, a suit to a job interview and an accountant wouldn't wear overalls. Or a date at the park for a picnic in the summer, you wouldn't wear snow skiing attire. And, or a date at the symphony, you wouldn't be in athletic wear. Okay, so common sense stuff, right? Number four, have a firm handshake. We all think about that, right? Number five, have a good smile, right? How about this? Number six, you ready? Ask questions. Ask questions. It's just not what we logically think. That's something that's learned. So this is, this is to get you to rock stardom. This is a learned thing, okay? It's not natural. We have to take this captive take action and create a new habit. I mean, most people think about it. You go to a date or a job interview, even think about movies that you see, right? Somebody's going on a, on a job interview or going on a date and they're rehearsing what they're going to say, right? That's what we tend to do. We're completely focused on what do I say? How do I impress? Same with someone trying to sell something or influence someone in any way. We think about what to say and tell. We've got to stop that. No, our job is what to ask. Totally different concept and really takes a lot of pressure off of us. We our, our goal is to go there, be face to face, with something be interested in the other person or, or the company ask to know more about the company, the job interview or at the date, uh, the prospective boyfriend or girlfriend, ask about them, get to know their needs, pretend that it's a game and you're going to be quizzed on how much do you know about this person? Get to know, I, I, I've, I've literally done that with my kids where we've been in an environment and I'll come back and say, okay, did anybody, uh, what can you tell me about someone who was there? And real quick, if they don't know anything, they're like, oh gosh, I didn't do it, dad. Uh, but a lot of times they'll have something they're learning. Our job is to ask, get to know the other person's needs, their interest, their interests, their desires, get to know the company's goals. Then you can adeptly offer things that relate to the other person, or you may find out you have nothing in common or to offer the, either the business or the person. And guys, that now we're getting into integrity. How many people go to a job? They have no care for what the other person, uh, other company, the company is doing, and they do not really align with their product or their service or, or, or really inside feel like, gosh, I don't think I have anything to offer here. Well, wouldn't it be great to go, you know what? I don't think this is a good fit for me. Same thing with a date. How great would that be to say, I don't think we're, we're now that I know you, I don't think we have anything in common. And when we save ourselves some time or realize this is not going to be a romantic outlay on the, the work front. I recently, actually this week had a lady try to sell me. She got through to me and shouldn't have, she wasn't blocked. Well, sell me on a medical intake form, uh, platform for our practice. And I explained exactly how our practice works and why we obviously did not need what, what she had. Uh, but she was dead set her agenda. Obviously the line item was make a, an appointment for a demo. And she still tried to do that and push until I finally had to say, no, no. Then she still asked if she could follow up in a few months. And again, I said, well, no, I'm not going to need it then either. Now I, I don't care to do anything at this point with that company. Even if I did end up needing something, she was so, she did not gain trust. She did not show interest. She did not pay attention to me. How different if she had asked one question about us and then told me, wow, you know what? You don't need our product. Thanks for your time. And I don't want to waste any more. And in asking questions, great chance. She might've found something. Maybe she could have referred me to another product and I would be a fan and an advocate. I could refer her to other people even if I didn't need her product personally, but she lost that because all she was intent upon is telling is being understood not understanding me. I mean, right here, folks, we are talking about 
uh, something that you can take as a small thing, but this is gigantic. You can change your life as the quote in a Knight's tale, a movie I really like. You can change your stars. I spent time with Zig Ziglar. You know what he did? He asked me questions. Me. Every time you're with someone, ask them questions, make a point of walking away, knowing something about them or their lives. Be the most informed person about everyone, uh, about everyone else that you can be. And if you want people to value you, trust you, care for you, do this. So folks, I, do this even when you don't truly care. Uh, and, and that's an admission. Sometimes I can't say that I care about every person in front of me, but I know the value of trust. I can't afford not to make an effort for anyone and everyone to trust me. And is that disingenuous? Well, you know, if I stop and help someone with a flat tire, even if I don't want to, did I, or did I not help them? Of course I did. I'm serving even when I don't want to. Same thing here. Ask people about themselves as a habit, as a discipline. Well, number two, Zig spends a little time talking about how people have become cynical and they can smell someone just trying to manipulate them or someone who is just trying to get what they want. Well, let's really look at that. I mean, again, we're talking about you and me and our relationships. I mean, do you have family members or friends or coworkers or managers or boss uh, or employees that you don't enjoy talking with much? They usually spend all their time telling you something or trying to convince you of something, or basically they're just totally interested in themselves and not really caring at all about you. Well, of course, you know, someone or people like that. Well, the big issue to take from that, though, is to turn it around and say, who are you to other people? How do you come across? And you may or may not know, but how do people perceive you? It's gigantic. If you do not have uh, the close friendships or or respect from others you wish you had or the full influence you'd like to have, chances are 100% it's because people do not perceive you in a positive way or, or, you know, not positive enough. Maybe they do uh, perceive you in a positive way, but it's not enough. So we're talking here, what can you do to improve and that, and the reality is few of us were ever taught this stuff. Hardly anyone was ever taught this stuff, how to be a certain way. And we may or may not have had good examples. And here we are today, but Hey, here we are and we can change today and we don't have to dig super deep to find some positive actions right now to help us all be trusted and desired by others. And from that, be able to influence others and be valuable to others as Zig lays it out right here again. Be a questioner, ask questions. Imagine knowing the hobby of everyone you consistently come into contact with that you can ask about, Hey, how's it going with your you know, fishing catch? Did you, uh, did you get anything this weekend? Or do you know about their struggles or maybe know about an upcoming trip or event that someone's looking forward to, or maybe they're buying or selling or renovating their house. I mean, everyone has something that's preeminent on their mind. They're at work with you or they're at church with you, or they're at the health club with you or or you run into them somewhere and they all have something preeminent on their mind. It's not super difficult to figure that out. If you stop a moment, take the time and truly ask, find out what's happening or heck know what TV shows or sports that somebody's into. Anything is better than nothing. Actually, that's not true. You're talking about gossip or criticism. Then nothing is better than that. But uh, I don't believe anyone here listening is doing that and partaking in that way. Number three, Zig says true sales is about ethics and he discusses motivation versus manipulation, which big crux. When you talk about sales, there's a lot of baggage and a lot of dilution and a lot of black clouds over it because of the perception of people just trying to manipulate you to buy something. They don't really care whether you need it or not. They just want your money, right? 
Well, I think we all know what manipulation is, but when Zig uses the word motivation in this context, what does it mean? In sales or in influence, we're talking about finding someone who has a true want or a need and finding a product or service that will fit it and help them that will fill that, that, that need or that want or that desire. That person will have almost always some fear of making the decision. We all fear decisions way too much. And so we can serve that person by helping to motivate them, lessening the fear, removing the real and perceived obstacles. We'll hit on that in just a minute, uh, just a little bit more, but zig contrast manipulation and motivation, because so many people think getting someone to do what we want is about manipulating them. And that's just no good in, in any field, whether it's selling or, or just a relationship at home. I mean, the people who do that type of manipulation in sales are also the ones who do it to everyone, whether friends, family, coworkers, whatnot, they work to manipulate, to get what they want. That's not you. It's the opposite of anything Zig ever talks about in true sales and uses that word a lot. True sales, not regular sales, true sales, true sales is motivating those who, you know, have desire for what you have and could truly benefit. Or even if you think that they need it, but they tell you they don't have desire, or if you discover what you have is not best for them, then you work to motivate them not to buy it. You are there to advocate for them. That's what pays off. The most successful salespeople in the world are there to do what's best for the client. If, if, if the best thing is for the client not to buy, they tell them that they're there as an advocate. And what they'll get is that person's, what's the big benefit? Trust. Trust. That pays off in dividends all across the board now and in the future. But Zig says the difference between manipulation and motivation depends on the intent of the person. So we're talking about ourselves is our intent just to get what we want, the sale of whatever we're trying to put forth, or is it to help the other person get what is best for them? Again, if we take a sale, I can make a sale today, or I can have trust for life. Which do you want? Trust will absolutely pay off in every way. You can sell a lot of people with manipulation once. You can do what's best for someone and help motivate them to do it again and again and again. And anyone in business knows or should the most profitable person to sell to is the one you've already sold to over and over. They take less time and buy more and refer others and back to family, which, cause I think there's so much, I so long to benefit my, my family and leading them to good things. And I can do that when I have their trust, when they know I respect them, I've given that respect. We have to truly care or decidedly care. So admission again, I'm not a saint. I can't make myself truly care for everyone on planet earth that I end up across the table from or looking eye to eye with or standing in the grocery aisle in or whatever. But even if I don't truly care, I can decidedly care. I can ask questions. I can be interested. I can try to help discern what is best for that person. Well, number four, and we'll wrap up here. Zig ends by giving us four aspects of questions that again are hundred percent relevant to the sales professional, but also any human interaction, dating, job interview, connecting with family or friends or coworkers, motivating your kids to do their chores, whatever it would be. And it is to ask questions. And he gives us three specific question styles. You ready? Number one, an open door question. Show interest in them with a who, what, when, where, or how question. What do you think about this? 
How do you feel about this? I mean, when was the last time that you asked your coworker, or your boss, or your spouse, or your kid, or your employee, or your sales prospect, an open question to really understand them and know them, not to just open uh, up information that you can dial in on and make your sale, right? But to just really ask and be interested. Hey, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? I, then said, Zig says something huge. Okay. When you do that, then let a moment of silence or pause happen. You ask somebody an open-ended question. Few of them are just going to go boom, respond back. They need a second to think, let them have it. Don't offer anything because of your own discomfort or your need to be smart or your insecurity. There are less pauses, I think, in human conversation in today's world than ever. Uh, it's harder to keep people's attention. Have you ever found yourself talking fast or, or filling in a nanosecond of silence? Because if there's a pause, people are going to look at their smartphone or get distracted. Man, I, I understand. But pauses are golden. It's a great game to play. Ask an open-ended question and pause. Let the silence happen. See what develops. Don't fill the silence. Again, we're talking about an exercise and a habit. Number two is a closed door question is what Zig calls it. He says, would you tell me more about whatever? So whatever they talk about, would you tell me more about that? Or what do you mean by that? That shows huge interest. People's care tank is going to get overflowing if you do this because hardly anybody does it. And there's a lot of people who never get these kind of questions asked by anyone in their lives. People love to be on the end of a question like that. It creates endorphins. It's like a drug. Don't bring donuts to work. That's a, that's a drug we don't need. Bring interest. Ask a question. Come today with a, a box of a dozen questions for a dozen people or a dozen questions for one person. So folks, whether you're a numbers and details person or not, you have to do your taxes, right? Well, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you need to do what Zig's talking about. We got to ask questions. I am an introvert, happy to spend days on end without speaking a word. Uh, Zig talks about traveling a lot and how he strikes up conversation. Honestly, when I travel like that, I enjoy being anonymous and not having to talk and I can be silent for a long time, but I pursue taking interest in people because I know the value to others and to me. But I, I, I just, I, I still, I'm not the, I'm not the chit chat guy. So I'm not going to be the one that talks for a half an hour with somebody. I will be shorter. I'll be to the point, but I make the exercise happen. So do it in a way that fits you. Okay. You don't have to be something you're not. We're just talking about an exercise. You may love doing push-ups. You may hate doing push-ups. either way. It's good for your body to have exercise and we do them anyways. Well, number three, last thing he gives us is ask a yes or a no question. After we know what the other person wants, what their desires are, ask a yes or no question. Now that is actually more of a, an actual sales focused question. Uh, but the sale can be trying to get your spouse or your kid on board with something. Or for me, one of my biz part, business partners, you know, trying to get a decision or a direction or an action that I want us to take to get them to agree. But this, you know, this involves closing the sale. And, uh, which I'll tell you, my favorite is uh, perspective is the assumptive sale. It's not a tactic. It's actually what I tended toward as a kid, expecting that the other person would say yes. But if you want more on this, get Zig Ziglar's secrets of closing the sale book. You know, Seth Godin, one of the most known voices in business today, uh, we did an interview with him. He talks about that book right there, Secrets of Closing the Sale, that he listened to it, something ridiculous, like 80 times. Uh, 
it's much more than just about sales tactics, folks. It's, it's about really doing sales well. So if you want more on that, on the end, on getting somebody to actually say, yes, uh, you ask a yes or no question, go find out more about it. That book, you can go to Ziggler.com and find that or wherever you like to get books. Well, folks, big message here. If you have questions, thoughts, let us know. Ask us, and we'll talk about it in an upcoming Q&A show. You can, again, go to ask.zigshow.com or email us at ask at zigshow.com. And again, if you got value from Zig's message here, please leave us a review in iTunes, a rating and a review. Hey, next week, we have a great interview with a guest, probably someone you haven't heard of yet. They have a book that's releasing this next week. So stay tuned and thank you for being here with me as we walk together and inspiring our true performance.